Yo, yo, this is Justin Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hey, beautiful human. Thanks for clicking on our conversation with Maud's son. A lot to talk to him about. He has a brand new record out called Karma. Please listen to it. Also, a, a lot coming up for him. Plus, he has so much music in his history. Just a lot to talk about. I, I only met him once at Emo Night, so a lot to cover. Okay, I think he's here. Let's do this. Mod son. Is it weird to hear your name Derek or does your sister or family call you by your real name? It was super weird until like the last like year and a half. I've started to embrace that person a little bit more. Um, I think it's, uh, yeah, I hated my name growing up, man. I'm just gonna be honest. I absolutely hated it. The reason is, is that it says ick in it. Dare ick, dare ick. And like, <clears throat> my name isn't spelled with an I-C-K, right? And I couldn't stand hearing Dare Ick my whole life growing up. I hated it. And um, so I, I just changed it to Mod and I hated hearing my name forever. Like I wouldn't tell anyone. I like, I like, I just started really embracing my past. You know what I'm saying? I really did. What changes in your present to embrace the past? You know, just like getting to the root of trauma. Um, therapy is a great thing. Um, I've changed my life so much in the last, like, I wonder how many days I am. I haven't done drugs or drank alcohol in, let me tell you, let's see, 534 days. Damn. So 534 days. And, um, I mean, that was the, the start of, of the change of everything. Um, it went from, like, AA to church all in a way and faith and like being reintroduced into in my life has been God. Um, and then therapy, you know, and like talking about just, man, it's, it's really wild how almost all of us in this world are like carrying around this suitcase filled with all these things that we don't necessarily own, but like all this trauma that we've brought along with us since we were a child. Um, I'm, I'm very, very, I had a really heavy suitcase. Let's just put it like that. Um, and I didn't realize it. I didn't realize the, the extent of, of it not being my fault to feel certain ways and have certain, um, you know, when you get to the, when you get to the root of trauma, it's almost like the things that have been quote unquote issues in your life become part of like your superpowers, you know? You publicly for a very long time had this very positive music persona. Mm -hmm. Was that covering up or trying to, I don't know, kind of maybe cover up's the wrong word, but like make up for what the, the baggage you were carrying around? Yeah. I mean, to put it bluntly, like, yes, that's it. It's also like the, um, you know, it's really closely related to the whole like comedian kind of thing you know um where inwardly you are extremely different from what you give to the world right yeah. and um i'm an art fiend man like art is the only thing that really turns me on in this world of so many mediums but um i looked at everything is 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 like a uh 
somewhat of like a giant art project or a movie or um, thinking of the things that I admired about all my heroes and bringing those things into my life instead of bringing the, 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 the disturbing parts, let's say, of them, trying to bring all the positive things about them. Um, the 27 Club, those, those people are like, they're all tattooed on my arm right here. You know, they're like my damn heroes since I was a kid. Um, I tried to take, I tried to, I really tried my hardest to make it past 27. Thank God I did. Um, but I wanted to learn from them. And uh, I tried to make a superhero, man. And, and like, I don't have any qualms about it. Um, I think that is important. Reinvention is important. And the way that it happens is, is um, I mean, you could never really plan out how it's going to happen. But it, was, it wasn't so much of a cover-up of trying to be like a fake person. Um, but it was really, man, I got ob obsessed with how manifestation worked. I got obsessed with the law of attraction. I got obsessed with all these, um, isms of how to make life super positive that, yeah, I focused on one side of the game, man. I focused on one side and I was like, there is so much sad music in the world. There's so much heartbreak music in the world. I mean, for the first like half of my career as mod son like I didn't write a love song right like I didn't write like a song about like being in love and girls it was really like this 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 message that I felt wasn't really being portrayed um but yeah at the end of the day uh like making terms with my past has been probably the biggest catalyst to me making the best music ever well that you go from essentially channeling you know you bring up the 27 club and you take the best qualities of all of them and then that combined with manifestation and you're essentially creating are you offended by hippie hop like does that term offend you or like how does that make you feel that's so funny bro i love you for that wow thank you um at times it would have now it doesn't like i do it i'm like i think part of it is embracing bro i'm 33 you know what i'm saying like I, I'm not going to be that dude that's like unrealistic and stuck in being like, I'm a kid forever, dude. I don't want to be that guy. Like I like growing up. Um, but like for a while, yeah, I was like, man, all these like things that I did to brand and I, I'm a changing person, constantly evolving. Um, but one thing I hate is like, I don't like artists that refuse to play their biggest song. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like those artists, dude. I don't like artists that hate on their own music. So, like, even if there's something in me that would want to, I don't think that's right, man. I really don't think that's right. So, like, you know, I am now proud of songs. I have, like, Stoner Girl that for a while I was yeah. like, God, like, it's so corny or something. You know what I'm saying? But now I'm like, man, that was, that was a younger me, dude. Like... Was that like a more, I don't want to say positive, but like rose colored glasses version of you? Like, yeah, I mean, I think I've always, I mean, I'm gonna be honest, like, I don't think I was ever like fooled, right? I was never like fooled by like, oh, life can be perfect. I was really going at this like, like, bro, I'm gonna tell you right now, straight up, there's no professional athlete in the world that the first time they picked up their tool, they were amazing at it. It just doesn't happen, okay? So I've always known that, like, happiness is just like sport, dude. It's literally the same as a sport. And I've always been like, if you can't 
somehow figure out how to like control your mind. I feel it. And I don't want to mean this in disrespect because the mind is, I get it. But if you can't start to learn how to control it, there's a sense of weak mindedness there. I mean, just believing that you can, whether or not you can is, is a strong minded person to me. So like, you know, I like to think that life has been, a, you know, I, I didn't have like this easy come up of being a child and I didn't come from no rich family. I didn't come from none of this, like far, furthest from Hollywood possible, bro. The fucking Midwest suburbs, you know what I'm saying? Um, and like I did, uh, I just, it was really just a choice, man. And at a certain point, that choice, um, I felt like I made my imprint. I really did. Like, I feel like I brought like, and again, dude, I, I'm so, I'm, as I've grown up, I'm really trying to humble myself. guys. <laughs> like I really am speak more eloquently and with more intention. So like, I feel I left an imprint on music in the most humble way of positivity and and maybe a bit of poppiness to to hip hop and rap and and major chords. I mean, I didn't make I did three mixtapes and three EPs without a minor chord song, guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really pushed this uplifting shit and I thoroughly believe in my heart. I don't need someone to tell me if I did leave some kind of imprint on some kind of energy and music being put there in those last eight, nine years from 2011 to 2019 or 2018 type. I really think I did bring a different element to music. So um, yeah, I worked hard for that. You know, I really worked to be the person that I wanted to be. And I thought that the perfect person was someone that was here to serve, to truly serve, not ever be serving myself truly be the guy like i'm not kidding guys i would walk into a room and leave exhausted because it was a job to walk into any room and be the guy with the energy and the smile on his face and the i want to know everything about you nothing's about me tell me everything and i'm going to be your best friend i mean i did that for so long and it was exhausting but it, i looked at it like a sport man and i i think i got i think i got to the major leagues in that and and uh I loved, I loved to reinvent and I felt it was time to, yeah, bring in this vulnerability. Let's talk about these things that I ignored for so long. Cause as a human, like it's fun to watch people evolve and, um, and dude, I was hypocritical as get points in my career. Absolutely. Just being like, dude, you gotta be happy all the time. I pushed off so many relationships, so many friends. I'll never forget a moment where like one of my best friends way back in the day in Minnesota, his friend got shot, horrible thing. And he came to the studio that night. This is how much of an asshole I was in my positivity. He's all sad. And I'm like, not in my studio, bro. You got to put a smile on your face. And that's up, right? Wow. I should have been giving him a hug. I should have been saying it's okay to cry, bro. Like, but I got you. But I was like, life is a gift, motherfucker. You're here, you know? And um, but, I'm not going to say that was right. But I will say that in that time, in my mindset, that was right. It was about yeah. celebrate life, celebrate that you knew your friend and you wouldn't trade those memories for anything. So being sad, you got to know that person. That's all you got. And I don't think that's wrong, but I do think that missing the human experience is just terrible. Well, because it could have also given you a whole different record, right? Like if you could have let the room go in a whole different direction, like who knows what have, could have come out of it, right? Absolutely.
Well, I got to say, where we are now with karma, I think it is phenomenal. Thank you. I love it. They sent us the song and I played it and I never say these type of things, but like, I actually like the hair stood up on my arms. I got goosebumps. I felt like I was back in middle school and high school listening to pop punk. I think it's incredible. I love it so much. Thank you. Seriously. Seriously. Thank you. That feels really good. You guys are the first legit, the first people to, to have given me some input back (laughs) because no one's heard it really yet. So that's amazing. Thank you for that, bro. I got to hit pause real quick to talk about trains. I know it can be frustrating if you're running late or if you're in a hurry to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train. And I get it. Like the signals could be going and you could be thinking to yourself, ah, maybe I'll sneak across. I'll make it. No, don't do that. Even if you feel a bit tempted to try to sneak across those tracks, stop yourself. Don't do it ever. To the naked eye, trains often appear way further away and moving slower than they are. These things cannot stop quickly, okay? Even if the engineer hits the emergency brake right away, that train could take over a mile to stop. Over a mile. By that time, it's too late, and the results really could be a deadly crash. Come on. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. So if the signals are on... The train is on the way. It's really that easy. And you, you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains cannot. Zach Sang Show. Question. Pop punk isn't dead, right? And how would you categorize it? Punk rock, pop punk? What or, or do you even give it about a label? Yeah, I mean, I'm is pop is pop punk dead? Like hell no. Was it dead? Like, yeah, unfortunately it was, bro. I mean, I grew up with Newfound Glory. Blink-182, I can go on and on. Every drive through Records band. Um, I'm a child of Warp Tour and Bamboozle. I mean, bro, f- Bamboozle, man. I played Bamboozle. I went from, the great thing is I went from the crowd of all those things to the stage. Like, I was really there, and then I really played in those bands and shit. But, like, yes. was Pop Punk dead? F- yeah, I do feel like it was. Unjustly, should it have been? No, I always felt like that music was special. But I don't know if it was being... Um, I mean, that happens to all music. That's just what it is. Music comes and goes, man. And like, thank God it came back. That's all I can say about that. And shout out my brother Kells for pushing a new era of it. But that being said, it was still being made that whole time. Um, so it's definitely back. Um, but as far as like my, my music, like, yeah, karma, total pop punk starts with a gang vocal and acoustic guitar. Like that's pop punk 101. Legit. It starts it with is. the chance. It starts with the chance. I had that written down. It's awesome. It's a gang vocals. Like, we were all so obsessed with gang vocals back in the day. Like, that was our shit. So, me, me and John Feldman, who, who I made this whole record with, who he produced, like, I just love those full circle moments. You know what I'm saying? Like, John Feldman produced, for instance, like, the first used album. And um, that album changed my life. Absolutely changed my life, bro. That was the first time that I really loved screaming um on a song you know because i wasn't typically a screamo kid and then i heard the used and i was like oh my god there's so much emotion in this scream it's not just like oh it's like and like dude it just changed me so feldman recorded that album not only is he the singer of goldfinger like another amazing thing but like i made this album with him and i was like yo we're going for the jugular on all this like i want to 
I want to take what everything he knows. And then I want to take everything I know, which like, I'm, I'm all about right now. I really am. I, I don't really like to live in the past as far as like, I want this to sound like a song from the seventies. Like I'm really into being like, let's take my favorite from that and make it sound like now, you know? So um, what changes, because you really do have this very unique understanding of the music scene, right? Like you were a drummer in two bands, one of them being four letter lie. And like, even as a drummer, you bring a unique perspective to the creative process, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're Dude. a drummer turned songwriter. Or did Dude, you it's actually really, it's really phenomenal. Um, it took me 10 years to play drums on a Mod Sun song. Like, I don't know how twisted that was. I don't know why it happened like that. I know that I've been waiting to be with the perfect person to do it. And whether it was going to be Travis Barker or John Feldman, I knew in my head it was going to be one of them. And instead, what I did is I had Travis Barker play on one of my songs like four years ago. We did a song together. Okay. And he played drums on my song. That was the first time I ever had real drums on a Mod Sun song. And then I did no real drums. And then finally in the studio for this album, I played drums on every song. And I played on Travis Barker's drum kit, which is just like, I mean, at a certain point, you can't just be like, in full circle moment. Like, at a certain point, you got to be like, this yeah. movie crazy. Like, what the f*** is going on? Like, simulation <laughs> I don't know. What kept you from playing on your own records for so long, though? I guess a lot of me was like, dude, I guess I'm going to be hyper honest with you right now because, like, there's no need for me to sound cool. Um, Like, I guess I was a little, I I don't want to say, embarrassed isn't the right word. Like, I don't want to say embarrassed, but I didn't realize how cool it was to be a part of my youth. I didn't know because I didn't get love for doing that when I was doing it. When I was in high school, dressing weird, being emo, when I was that half and half hair color, I didn't get love. That wasn't cool. I got shit on every day. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I didn't ever know how cool it was, man. And if, if, if Lil Peep and people like that and Juice World loving those things and really helping bring back this quote-unquote emo i may have never known how cool my youth was like i'm a skater dude i skipped school to skate i wore blink 182 shirts and dicky shorts down to my ankles (laughs) that was me and i didn't think it was cool because i got made fun of dude so like growing up i was like every bio that was written about my son like, don't write scary kids. Don't write four letter lie. Don't write came from this post hardcore emo thing. Don't write that. Stop writing it. I actually said to these people wow. because I was like, I guess maybe it is embarrassment. Maybe I just don't want to say it, but maybe it was, I was like embarrassed because like, I didn't get love for that, bro. So it was brand new. And now when I look at my high school pictures and I look at myself, I'm like, I'm the, I, how did I go this far away to come right back? Like, bro, two years ago, all those articles or anything that was about Mod Sun that said crackhead looks like a crackhead. Like, I'm going to be honest. I did every drug but crack and, and heroin. But, like, I was never a crackhead. But I got labeled crackhead and all this shit. Like, I looked different as hell. And, and to be end up where I am now, um, I, I went so far from the start to get back there. 
you really have i mean yeah it's kind of wild because in between that you do have like you have long hair at one point right like were you super long yeah super long so are you you so are you saying you kind of got into rap because you didn't think pop punk was cool anymore is that the reason you started rapping well the the real reason why i started rapping was because um i mean not only just like i'm like I, i'm the poetry, the love that I have for poetry is is not at all new. You know, I've always loved poetry. I was reading Charles Bukowski when I was in ninth grade and like like that. So like I've been a big fan of 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 words like that. And where I came from in Minnesota, there was like this this whole underground rap scene. There's this guy named Idea and Abilities. There's this guy named Atmosphere. Um, there's this guy named POS. There's a guy named Brother Ali. And like, dude, it was like it was the most different kind of shit that that I that I heard that was literally um, a great departure from what I'm doing because when I say like bro, I love I, my first bands that I was in was pop punk, super pop punk. Then I got into like the double pedal. That I wasn't really the biggest fan of that. I just love playing drums. For Under Oath, that band rock. I loved Under Oath and the bands that I was in were kind of like that Scary Kids legendary band that was fun but like I wanted to to really get down to like the words bro and like I really really was just obsessed with how these people could string string apart all these amazing sentences and yeah like my local scene like kind of made me want to rap and then um and then dude I'm like I was good at it right like I was good at it so I just was like this is this is what I'm gonna do I've always wanted to the biggest reason I departed was because I wanted to stop just speaking with my hands and my feet I mean I had to I had to stop just using my hands and my feet to speak because I had too much to say and um you know my mom told me my mom me up because she did tell me I couldn't sing you know but she did but then when I would rap all my friends would be like you can rap rap and if someone tells you you can't sing, like you, the bird inside you that that can sing dies. How do you how do you give it mouth to mouth? How do you revive the bird? Uh, well, practice a lot of practice, a lot of long, 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 long nights in the studio, me recording myself, and then the biggest thing, um, which is a great just tool for life in general, is just like, dude, you got to remove that embarrassment bone from your body at some point. If you're going to be a true superstar or a true performer, you have to be able to know you're going to take embarrassment over failure any day, any day. And like, if you're going to be in the studio and you got 20 people in front of you, if you walk up to the mic and you go like this, like, you're not going to make it. If you walk up and go like this, it's like, all right, let's go. This is going to give it all we got. Like, I'm going to take embarrassment every time. And, and once I realized that, I was like, tell me I suck, bro, because I'm going to figure it out. I don't need to be perfect, man. I, I actually, I hate, I hate perfection. So, like, you know, it was accepting that, too. Hate perfection. Man. Would you say your music before you put it out is as perfect as it could be? Oh, not anymore. No. No. I don't try to kill the magic, man. Like, like perfect oh. in the terms of, like, do I give it my all? And... Am I like they're fully present? That's the biggest thing is being fully present now. Um, 
I feel very confident that I'm giving it all I have. And, you know, one of my biggest tips in the studio is like, shut up and let God speak. Like I say that all the time. And I'm just like, man, shut up. I'm just going to go in there and like, let it happen. Stop, stop it. Just stop thinking and create. And like that, that was my take on this whole album. I mean, this album was made in um, eight sessions. I mean, we were doing three songs a session. It's like eight sessions over two weeks. And yeah, bro, straight up. And like, also a big change was like, um, maybe we'll just proceed. I don't need to, I hate, I'm trying so hard not to talk too much now. No, 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 no. Please keep talking. Um, I made this whole album bro this is crazy i made this whole album from like 8 a.m to 6 p.m every day i never in my life i was gonna ask how much your schedule has changed since becoming sober yeah i move with the sun now that's that's i think that's why i look so much different is that i used to move with the moon the sun would be going down and i would be getting up and then as the moon went like this this was my trajectory of my work day okay and then the sun's coming out and i'm going down now it's like sun's coming up and I'm moving with the sun and um, it's changed my music. It's changed the way I look. It's changed my attitude. Um, I'm a little bit like, I'm not hippy dippy is at the point where I'm like, give me my crystals and all this, you know, but I am very like, there's very special things going out here moving with the sun. Um, there's something different that happens to a person. I believe. Are you making the best music you've ever made? Yeah, without a doubt, hands down. Yeah. Doesn't Eminem work that way? Has anybody yeah, heard that? Yeah, yeah. There's a classic thing about Akon talking about Eminem. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Eminem, Akon said he would want to work with Eminem, and Eminem's like, I come in at nine, I leave at five or six, and then I come back the next day. I, I, do, I work a nine to five. That's Crazy. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really put Eminem over here. We MGK all the way, but you know what I'm saying? But, you know. Oh, that's right. Jeez. You just casually stepped in that one. Hey, it's all right, bro. It's all right, but but listen, we. I'm. How, a, I'm. How cool full. is that to be even be on a side of a beef of that stature, right? What? How cool is it to be like even have to be on a side of one of them, you yeah. know, in life that you've reached a point where like you're just you're very close to an Eminem, Machine Gun Kelly type uh, beef situation. That yeah, alone Eminem's is fucking a, He's obsessed. He's obsessed with Kels. So. Dude, it's, and it's crazy. And he's an icon. He's a living yeah. legend. Kels is Eminem's favorite rapper. You can quote me on that. <laughs> I, I want to know how and why pop punk becomes the right vessel for the stories that you want to tell. Because obviously, rapping is where it starts, right? It, well, it starts with your hands and your feet. Then it moves to rapping. And now it's moved to a totally different thing. I think my my album as a full, it's not really a, a a whole pop punk thing. There's there's definitely the idea of um, you know, pop punk again is very major. It's very upbeat and major chords. Um, alternative music is mainly the difference between those two genres, if anything, is the difference between major and minor in a lot of ways. Um so like a lot of my songs on this album are actually like focused on like a, a, a minor take on songs. Um, very like touching grunge, touching Oasis, touching the Smiths. Um, I'm the biggest fan of a dichotomy, like period. Like I love, you know, I love the new me um, writing wise because I'm obviously, I don't feel um, 
I don't feel one-sided or sheltered that I have to talk about a certain thing. So um, I love to take like what the Smiths did so well, which was they'd take like this maybe happy sounding song and write these dreary fucking lyrics on it. Um, so I kind of like to take that position and do the, the, the opposite and take like these dreary sounding songs and make like this epic where, you know, battle sounding song, um, like sounding like you're on the front line of a war and, and, and uh, you don't know if you're going to win until then, you know? How does a record start for you? Like, or do you start with the story you want to tell? Is it like, no, I go, it's all, it ha it was like, there's so many different um, chapters of how I've done this. You know, it all started in a notebook. I think that's where it should start with everyone learning how to count bars and, and all structure songs. Um, now, kind of what I was touching on earlier is like, if I come up with like a, a like an idea, that's all. I don't kill it. I don't kill the idea. If it pops in my head, I'm like, okay, that, that's our starting spot. And I don't want you to sit there and try to make a movie out of this and go, okay, now let's write the script and all that. Um, I really am so focused on knowing that like where I've taken myself to, I have to understand that I'm the type of artist that you're not looking to listen to my music for like this singer that's hitting like these runs and doing all this other what you want to really get from my son is you want to feel it through the notes that i'm hitting you want to feel it you don't want to hear hear it and go that's a singer you want to go i'm 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 in this with you right now you hear my my yelling and, and my my range go from down here to up here and um i'm really just trying to capture feeling more than a, a, a story that I'm telling. I really want to capture a feeling. And that's kind of what this whole album was, was just capturing those feelings. Like it, if, uh, you know, the, 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 the karma song, um, that all started with like, it started with a guitar part, you know? And um, we were in my basement, we recorded this little guitar part. And uh, it just came to me that like, I was like, okay, I, I, I'm so, I need to find a way to not just write this like tainted love song where you're like, relationship broke up. I want to find a way to be like, almost be praising you and then a way to form it out where he took a shot. So it's like the whole idea of being like, it all started from just being like, damn, I hope that girl just moves the f out of this city. You know, it was like that, that, that was the idea for that song. It just all started right there. I was like, I really don't want to see this person anymore. I hope they just randomly get up and move back to their hometown. And then it was like, oh, okay. Like, there we go. Like, it's about that. And then it was like, but I don't want to be so on someone. So it's like, I hope you get everything you deserve. You know what I'm saying? And then it's open ended. Karma's a heard. So it's like, I really hope, like, if you in your eyes think that you are a good person, I hope you get everything you deserve. But if not, Karma's up and it's coming for you, you know? And then like, yo, can I just say, I do want to say on this before, because I really want people to love this lyric, but like, it's like such an ode to like, you. I don't know, if, were you guys, okay. It's such an ode to like an amazing time of like taking back Sunday and all those bands. But it's like the first line of the lyric of the verse is like, I hope your new man gives you something that you can't get rid of. And like, that's so <laughs> oh it's so up bro i love it i'm like 
I'm, I'm bathing in that lyric. I just like, I love that lyric. I think it's such like an ode to that, like, with my one last dying breath, I'd apologize for bleeding on your shirt. You know what I'm saying? It's like that whole feeling. Ugh. So because it's a feeling, do you need to like experience this relatively close to when you're crafting the record or can you like experience it and then channel it? Like what's... Yo, it's all, no, it's gotta be like in the moment. It's definitely all in the moment. It's like, I don't really, I don't like to, um, to like incubate things. I don't like to microwave it. You know what I'm saying? I get right to it, bro. My whole thing for the last like four years of recording music is like, I'm not leaving till it's done. I'm not getting up from this computer till it's done. Whether I go back and make some changes is fine, but you are not going to hear a demo from Mod Sun with a verse and an idea for a hook. It just doesn't happen, bro. I'm making the thing mm. and then like i don't i don't need to go back i really don't like if i did need to i would but like i don't need to i really like lay down the whole and move on you will know you, and will you scrap anything ever well i'm a songwriter like now even more dude like it's crazy like i have a number one as a songwriter yeah, so you pass so, it on yeah <laughs> so i don't get to do that no more like i got managers and i got these people that are like yo like Yo, people that write songs like really go their whole career with just the goal of having a number one, bro. Like you got to keep that in mind. I'm like, I don't even got time to think about that. I'm just like, yo, count your blessings, not your problems. So I am just sitting there like, thank you. That's so cool. But I'm like the trajectory of a songwriter and my own career meeting up at the same time. Blessed, bro. Totally blessed. Will you give away a Mod Sun song? Sorry, Dan. I was just stepped on you. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. It happens all the time. Like, like especially to, yeah, I, especially to, to say, like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to close it off, but I've been known to just give away amazing songs and help out other people's careers and, and, and do that kind of so Like, mm. I, I give away songs all the time. Sometimes, sadly, I do, you know? Well, I was going to say, when you guys are writing Bloody Valentine, did you guys ever expect it to take off like it did? He did. He knew it. I didn't. I was sitting there just like, cool. Like, I know how the process works, too. Like, you never know if you're going to make it down the line. You know what I'm saying? That was the start of his record. I was just like, cool, bro. This is awesome. Um, thank you for letting me be a part of it. It was like so late at night. He just randomly hit me up. He's like, yo, come over right. And, um, and he, you know what? He knows these. He has a premonition. There's something very strange about Cal's. Every time he's told me specifically, yo, pull out your phone and film all this. Like, it's been turned into something that, like, if you didn't have the film of it, you would have everything up. And, like, that night, right when I sat down, he's like, yo, I don't got that much memory on my phone. How much memory you got? I was like, I'm good, bro. And he's like, all right, you have to film the next three hours or however long we're here. I was like, all right, set the camera up, say less. And, like, bro, the whole time, like, I'm not kidding when I say he was like, you're going to win a VMA. He said he 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 said more things that we're we're putting into the air too that that I that that we're trying to manifest to make happen. But it's a great song, it's a great song, and and um, you know the fact that like the world embraced it is just like really cool. Um, for I'll just talk personally because like I feel like I've wrote so many amazing songs, but I've never had something that I was a part of be accepted on that big of a um, level. You know, big of the masses loving it or people all around the world playing it on the radio like rad man does it change the way you enter the studio at all <laughs> i wish bro no it doesn't i wish i could be like give me my green m&ms only mom 
I'm going in. I'm the star. No, hell no. Like, I, the only way that I'm good is when I'm, when um, I let just like those clandestine moments happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I just, I just follow the lead, dude. I just literally am on this path. And I'm like, when I pray, I'm just like, yo, just let, like, I've, I'm, I'm going to follow your path. Just like, give me the right. Sh-. So um, it, it, it just makes me feel, it, it, there's a vindication that comes with it, but it doesn't make me work differently. But I feel vindicated for all the songs I've written. I'm like, oh, like I can write something that the masses will love. I'm not just like, never, I'm, I'm not just going to always fall short. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, and by the way, like you, it wasn't that you, I guess, like a little short of the mainstream. You've had so many fans over the years, and you would sell out sold out venues. And but you're right, like you, this has cracked beyond mainstream, and has essentially helped breathe a bunch of life into an entire music scene. Does that record start when you walk in, or do you walk in with ideas? I, I can tell you a little bit about the process. Like I will, I, I walked in the door, and he had. Um, the beat Travis and him were just in the studio they made the beat and he came back to his house and uh he was gonna go to bed and he was like no he's like you want to come write this song and I was like cool so I showed up and he had like uh he had like um so you know a lot of it's uh Kells writes about the night before you know what I'm saying he's that kind of guy he writes about the night before he'll literally tell the story of it so he was like uh Let's play, uh, let's play pretend, treat this night like it'll never end. And uh, the one other line about like, I gotta catch a, a, a flight, can't stay tonight, I gotta catch a flight, whatever. And so he had those ideas. And then, um, and then dude, we just started building it. And how I, how I build songs, I, I, like I said, like no embarrassment around. I just sit there and like, so for instance, like that's like uh, the melody for the verse, like the simulation just went back. Sure, the best I ever had. Like, so that would have started like this, like, no, 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 and then you're like, I see it like stairs. So I always am like, if I'm building a verse, like, I think it's right to go down the stairs again. So the simulation just went bad, but you're the best I ever had. Like handprints in wet cement. She touched me as permanent in my head, in my head. I couldn't hear anything you said, but in my head, in my head. I'm calling you girlfriend, what the f- And I don't do fake love, but I'll take, right? So it's like, you're, you're going up the stairs and you gotta see it like, um, you gotta see it like that to know how you're gonna make the most tension build up to triumph and, yeah. you know, build a hook. And I remember when that song first dropped, I texted so many of my friends that I went to high school with, and I was like, dude, guys, you gotta hear this. It's, they nailed it, they nailed it. I said, they're bringing it back and they nailed it on this song. Yo, I give a lot of, I give a, Kels, Kels is a visionary, man. Like he knew it. He wanted like this crazy bridge. Like the song was done to me without a bridge. I, I'm like, Kels is a f-ing bridge guy. He loves these bridges, bro. And like, I think that, that like brought like a whole other life to the song. And like, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's special. But I had no idea. I literally had no idea. I really didn't. Now you guys are taking the tickets to my downfall album and turning it into some sort of a movie, right? Yeah, like, that's where I'm legit at right now. Like, I'm in this big editing studio right now. 
I've been in here 12 hours a day for the last 10 days, bro. It's like, <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, it's a full, full feature. Um, yeah, so it's like a full length movie um, and like real actors in it. And <laughs> bro, really next level. I couldn't do it justice if I told you. Um, it's like a new style of a musical, um, but in the most really punk rock, timeless story, also touching like Greek tragedy a little bit, you know? Um, I don't know if he said this, but no. Um, it kind of just touches like a whole, a whole syndrome of a tortured artist, you know? And what is your role? Are you directing, editing? I mean, yeah, no, I, I, um, me and Kels wrote it, so we wrote it. Um, we've been writing movies lately. This is the 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 second one that we got to write, but Casual. we wrote it, um, and then we both directed it, um, and then uh, we're not we're not the ones with our hands on the computer doing the chopping, but we're in here editing it with them. Um, Kels has got a hell of a job right now because he's editing. At well shooting movies and he's he's crazy so hardest worker i know but um yeah bro it's gonna be a really really special thing and uh and just like the the duality of of us together is great because it's like i'm a i'm i'm like purely like uh you know the movie beetlejuice yeah that that's what the inside of my mind looks like is those sets right um Kells is very theatrical and critical and amazing with dialogue and, and direct. He's been on so many sets that he's great with directing dialogue. And it's just like a really duality of these, these two worlds that we see in our head and dude, it, it came out amazing. And I just can't wait. Dude. I mean, I, I saw photos of the two of you when you were very, very young, you've known each other. I mean, a long time. Do you remember when you first met? Yeah. I remember the exact moment. There's like a photo of the exact moment that we met. Yeah. We met on warp tour. 2011 or 12 yeah cool i mean and and that was when we met so i mean like yeah we're almost at a decade of friendship together we were friends the second we met the absolute second we met and then man we've gone through every chapter you can go through together i saw a little huddy was a part of this yeah movie how'd you guys find him or how, do you, are you guys cool with him yeah um well, well, yeah, we are, we are now, like, after the, after the movie, we, we all, obviously, you get, like, a special connection with people when you're on set with them for a number of days, um, but, dude, we knew, it's just one of those things, man, like, it's, like, uh, just following the premonition, like, we 100% picked him, I'm just gonna start like that, we 100% picked him to be the role, um, we had a couple other people in mind as well, um, and like everything was telling us that like he was gonna be the perfect. First off, me, why I personally, I can tell you why I personally wanted him for sure. It's cause like, I was like, yo, I'm a, like, I'm, obs I'm obsessed with clothing. And like, I love like being creative director and wardrobe and all that. I was like, I can dress this kid like amazing. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I can make him. That was my big thing. I was like, I can make him look like the character. A hundred percent, I can Kels. And Kels was like, He's got to be able to act, man. Like I don't, we, he's really got to be able to act. And um, Kel's like really put him through like a little bit um, to 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 make sure he could. And like, dude, this kid's a natural, 
100% natural. This is going to start a whole, if he, if he chooses to, this will start a whole career for him in acting. He's a natural. I don't know if Kels has said the other lead, so I'm not going to say it, but it's a huge, 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 huge actress. And he stood his own toe-to-toe to her. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the obvious guess would be Megan Fox, but I don't, I don't, I feel like it's not. It's not. No, it's you not, can't. But good guess. You can't poop where you eat. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, we do way too, we do way too much with all that. Yeah. yeah we got a whole new phase. We got to keep it close. <laughs> I mean, so he directed the Karma video. Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. Is yeah. it? You go from partners. I mean, you're still partners in that moment, right? But you trust his vision, and if he gives you direction, you have to take it. You do you push back? Have to have to. I mean, yo, this dude's process is one of a kind. Okay, he's a one of a kind dude when it comes to this process. You can ask anyone in his life like that works with him. He's got a one of a kind process, and so like, um, this is like a role reversal for us because I've directed videos for him. Um, so we were just like, yo, basically on this journey, I'm gonna be honest with you, like on this journey of dropping this new album, um, Kels is my best friend in the whole world. Like he's my absolute best friend. And um, he sees me a different way than, than, than all of you, everyone out there. He sees me a different way. And he's very vocal about this. He's like, I need the world to see you through my eyes. I ha- this has to be a different moment. This cannot be the same Mod Sun video. This has to be something. Because he's like, why the f*** would I direct it? You're an amazing director. Why the f*** would I come in and just do something that you could do? Like, I'm taking you in a different route. And um, he's got me, like, really, really pushing myself to be, like, the most, quote, unquote, like, naked version of myself. He's basically like, yo, if we stripped away everything, bro, all your crazy clothes, all your tattoos, your hair, everything, like, how the f- can we make the world love that person? You know, no overcompensation, just straight authenticity. Because he's like, when I meet you, and when I'm around you, and when I see you and you come over to my house, he's like, you're art, you're art, bro, you're art. And I need the world to see this like that and not see this like, you know, he hates model son. Let's just say that. He hates anything of me being like in the camera, like, bro, no. He's like, pretty boy shit. We need this different mod son. So, like, you know, uh, um, I, so what I was saying is this whole album, I've, the reason I'm dropping Karma first is because Kels was like, that's, that's the song you're dropping first. He's like, that's the one. He's like, I don't want to hear, I don't, I don't want to hear any discrepancy. I don't want to hear you even think about other ideas. He's like, that's the best mod son song. And you got to come out swinging. And this is the way you're going to do it. And like, I'm, I could obviously be like, no, f- you, I'm going to do it this way. But I believe him. I believe him fully. And uh, it's just like, the first time in my life that I've had the chance to like take advice from other people it's been so finger on the pulse where I wouldn't even I wouldn't even give you a chance to give me your advice you know um it was nice it's a new process and he's pushing you in a way that only a friend could because he genuinely cares yes and because if anyone else talked to me in the ways that he does sometimes I'm like uh but it's Kells it's all from a place of love man and wanting the absolute best for me and like that's the biggest, um, that's like the most fortunate thing about it all is that like I really do at the end of the day, all of this is going to go great. I already know that. It's all going to go great, man. I have faith, baby. It's all going to go great. But even if, if something happened, like 
to know that I have a friend that truly wants to like show the world who they think I am. That's, that's, that's great, man. That's rock. You know, karma is a single. There's a link in the description. You need to listen, please. Do I it. had w- one question about the lyrics. Um, you kind of seem like you're mocking yourself when you say, are you really over your ex? Yes. Yes, exactly, bro. Tongue in cheek, self-deprecation. Yes. Well, are you? Is that you saying you're not really over the person you're singing about? Oh, my God. I mean, I get closer and closer every day. (laughs) I've been with some um, people that have wanted the pureness of my heart, I believe. And so I I have curses on me and all kinds of things I'm trying to shake off and and revamp myself. So, I mean, dude, I'm a human being. I, uh, yeah, dude, I'm also a Pisces and a lover. And so like, dude, all the people that have been in my life, like they still affect me. You know, I've had friendships that fell out when I was in bands when I was 16. And I still think about those kids like, damn, you know? And so, yeah, am I over her? Like, I don't be thinking about her like, oh, I hope she's not with a new guy. But do I still think about her late at night when I'm sitting in bed? Do I still wake up and that, that thoughts in my head? Yeah, it happens. It happens. There was another question I wanted to follow up on from earlier. Oh, Zach, were you going to say something? No. So, <laughs> were you? No. You, I mean, of course, I can always say something, but you go. <laughs> well, there was two questions I had because earlier you, had, you, you said two things. And the first one was you said you have a bunch of your idols tattooed on your arm. Do you view them differently now after going through everything you did and coming out better? Yeah, in a sense, in a sense I do because I know that my personal experience is is looking up to them because I mean, dude, the way they covered Jim Morrison, the way they covered Janis Joplin, the way they covered uh, Miles Davis is just chaotic, crazy. And they forget about the intricacies and the intelligence and the beauty a lot of the time. So I look at like me seeing Jim Morrison in leather pants, no shirt on, standing on top of a car on acid on sunset. I look at that a little differently now. But in the eyes of me a couple years ago, that was all I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. All I wanted to be, man. I thought that was the coolest of cool. And in the most respectful way, bro, I'm not anti-drugs. I'm not, like, anti-drinking. I'm all about – I believe that people should experiment. You know what I'm saying? And, like, dude, don't do heroin. Pills are awful. There's drugs that are the devil. Cocaine almost killed me. Liquor was my trying to come down from that. Almost killed me. My dad just passed away from liquor a few months ago. Like, there's a lot of bad shit that comes with this. But man, I'm not ever going to sit here and preach to you like, you got to stop doing this. Like, you know, but I do want to be vocal about these things because I do want to be a new face of this 27 plus club, you know, you know, and, and, and I think that that's really important is to be like, yo, yeah, Jim Morrison's still the lizard king. He's still my idol, but I don't think he wanted to die. Well, I don't think he wanted to die. Uh, you know? Census Fail has that lyric that says, I want to die like Jim Morrison, a fucking rock star. I love that album, too. That's the album with the, the, the mirror and the fire, right? Yeah, like the guy in the suit. You. 
What an, it's probably the album I listened to. The most unfold, yo. Oh my god, when that first video dropped and they're playing it like New Jersey. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> when you keep talking about Jim oh Morrison, that's what it reminds me of because they sing about it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wanted to. <clears throat> as soon as I lived past 27, man, I, I really. I think that just a shift in me happened anyway, where I was like, I need, I want to represent something different. And I didn't do it for a while. It took a while until I was like 31 or something. I'm 33 now, but yeah, I definitely want to be vocal about it, but I don't want to be a preacher. I don't want to be this dude. That's like, every time he comes on something, he's like, Oh, I'm sober. I don't do this. Like, you know, I, I just, I just think that there is an importance to be like, Hey kids, like I want you to live. I want you to live long and uh, like, yo, be very focused on who your idols are. You know what I'm saying? Be careful sometimes of who your idols are. And that's not on anyone, but like definitely be careful who your idols are because a lot of those people that do end up passing away in my heart, I don't believe they wanted to die. You know? Where does cannabis fall in your life? Yeah. So I, um, I still smoke every day. I still smoke weed. Um, um, I, I can, I, I can tell you like, um, personally for me, like I've, I'm been prescribed my whole life to take medication over the counter and I never have. And, uh, personally for me, just a choice, like I let marijuana fill that void for me and marijuana really helps me like that. Um, you know, my mom freaks out when she smokes weed. So I know that it's not for everyone. Um, but it really does help me. And, you know, I don't classify that as a hard drug. Um, so I know in a lot of cases that there, there should be the word clean used as opposed to sober. But, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like me not doing hard drugs and me not doing alcohol is, uh, is my sobriety, you know? Yeah. And by the way, I believe cannabis is a medicine, not a drug. So what am I? Who am I? I believe I believe that as well. I do I do honestly believe that. So um fortunate enough I live in California and it really is. <laughs> and it really is life changing. It really uh, in the the best possible ways it can be really life changing. Oh yeah. I've seen people's I've seen people become the best version of themselves. Just like does your mom want to smoke and she just happens to get paranoid or like does she need to smoke for like health reasons? I would love to like talk some mom it's so funny like my mom's crazy bro my mom's an angel but like you y'all i was raised by my dad was like a hell's angels motorcycle riding my mom was the like cheerleader good girl in school he came through through on the back of his motorcycle rode her away and she became a bad girl they were like bonnie and clyde so like Whoa. my mom just like she had let's just say she had other vices <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but but cannabis didn't sit well. She couldn't handle cannabis. <laughs> no, but she'll f you up with a gin and tonic though, my G. I swear to God. And with some other I'm not I can't put my mom out there like that. But I will say she can drink anyone I've met under the table, including me, bro. Straight up. Uh well quick question off that. How do you still party and go out and you surround yourself with people that may be doing those things and stay clean? Off and on. Often on I have nights, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know. Like I have uh, a, like a chemical imbalance in my brain um, that like I obviously know that uh, 
I obviously know that like when I'm getting into certain moods, like there's things that are going to affect it and make it worse. So like I definitely lately, cause I don't want to slip up. Um, this doesn't get uh, necessarily easier to be honest. It, it really hasn't for me. It's not like all of a sudden it's just like easiest. Um, like there was times last month um, where I was just like, really really down about not being able to leave my body you know i felt so stuck in my body guys like i just wanted to get out and uh, luckily i have like a great group of people around me internally like at my house like <clears throat> like i needed i needed support so um my sister is an angel and she kind of up upended her life in a way and kind of moved out here to california from minnesota um and then i have two two of my my I call them my sons, man, who are just with me everywhere. Um, I have a great three, three people that are almost one of them has to be with me at all times, basically. Um, and they just like are there for me if I'm feeling a certain way because they can tell my, my vibes change. Um, so it's hard, but I, I push myself to be the person that's, that's able to tell you that like, yo, you're going to reintroduce what fun is into your life. And like, I don't go into these places with the idea at all. Like, Oh, this would be more fun if I was up. I actually forget about it now. Um, a lot of the time I'll forget, I'll forget that. Like I even drink, I'll wake up in the morning, almost every morning and forget that I drink coffee, you know? And then I'm like, Holy shit, I get to drink coffee. Let's go. Like I forget. And I get in there, but, um, I want to be again a face of someone that's like, yo, you can you can totally manage to do everything that you did before. You can be in the room. Someone can line up, like, damn, chop down an eight ball, and you can sit there and be like, not judge them. You can. You absolutely can. Is it a challenge? Yeah. But what's life without that, bro? What is life without that, man? It's like I want to be in the room with these. I mean. <laughs> I want those situations. I applaud them because I go home feeling like, damn, bro, you are reinventing the rock star, baby. Like, let's go. I'm out here slamming Shirley Temple's more hype than all these motherfuckers. I swear to God, yo, you'll see. I'll be down there on Hollywood Boulevard. I'm standing on the chairs, slamming Shirley Temple's, getting everyone in that motherfucker hype. They're all slamming whiskey, sitting there like this, drinking tequila like this. I'm like, why do I, I'm good, you know? Uh, but, I have a, a tremendous amount of respect for you. Really, seriously. You are you are reinventing the rock star, and it's it's pretty awesome, dude. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Do we, really have, a do. Date? Do we have a date for this album? Uh, I do. It's before the end of the year. It's before the end of the year. Oh. So we're 100% getting it before the end of the year. And once, once Karma comes out, which um, – depending on when this airs it out or coming out yeah um october 30th it's out basically halloween release what up um once that starts dude the music's gonna keep coming and the visuals are gonna keep coming and uh and uh everything is focused on this like rollout to be uh all the things that i've missed in the past you know all the all the uh little elements that i forgot to cover all the not going uh there's a way there's a way that i want to do this content man like i say movie every day a thousand times a day because like 
I really think that like everything that I put out is like a part of this giant story. And like, I really want my VH1 behind the music to be fire, bro. So like, I'm like, you know, hyper-focused on figuring out the, the best way to be that dude that's releasing the content for you, but doing it in like this artistic, cool way. And um, yeah, I'm just excited to get this going, but the album's gonna drop before the end of the year. Songs are gonna keep coming. There's going to be a link in the description to Karma. And just so you know, I, rem- I remember way too much is one of my favorite songs. Great uh-huh. record. Bro, you remember hanging out at Emo Night that one night? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that was the first time I met you. Bro, hey, I got mad love for you. Like, I, I, I was actually having a conversation with my boy the other day, and I was like, um, one, of my, one of my sons, he makes music too. I'm going to send you his link. He's obsessed with you, bro. He, he's watched everything you've ever done, literally. So when he's like, you're going on sexy. Oh my God, oh my God. It's like a rite of passage. And I was like, dude, I know. I really think you're like a one of one like journalist out here. I think you actually give a about being like a journalist. And I think that's such like a lost art, bro. For real. I think that you're like a great, um, dude, I think Howard Stern would you. That's what I'm trying to say. Who's one of the goats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I'm sweating and my palms are very sweaty, uh, but I say thank you. And yeah, thank you so much. Howard Stern is my hero and I listen to him every day. Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. See, uh, I could, I could connect that. I connected that, but I'm just like, yo, I think you really take it all away, bro. And I like have mad, mad love for you and I enjoy watching everything you do. So like, you know, bravo for that from all the artists out there. Well, I, I really appreciate it. And it's people like you that make this job, uh, really incredibly rewarding and also really informative and fresh every day and i'm super blessed i mean every day i get to walk away with new knowledge and new stories and i get to really understand people and i i thank you for sharing your story and i know it's only been an hour but i think we got a really nice glimpse for now but yeah we got to do this again when i get to come into the studio and all that please open door policy whenever you want and please send me uh your son's link and tell him i say hi and uh, i'm going to shout out last in vegas yo you made it in the interview baby Send you love. Uh, yeah. Love to you, Mod Son. Really, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate Thank you very much. Thank you to my team for setting this up, too. I'm really grateful for all of them. Shout out Dave V. Shout out Jimmy B. Shout out my sister Danielle. I love you all. My managers, all that. I just have to do that now, bro. I'm I love it. About it. I love it. You, do yeah. you keep thriving in your energy. Yeah. Thank you for sharing it today. And hey, you made my day a lot brighter. So I appreciate it. Love it, bro. Thank you for doing this, everybody. Karma is coming. Mod Sun, album coming soon. I love you all. Hey, next time we'll come on and I'll tell you the album name, dude. It's crazy. Oh, please, please, please. Yeah, Open door yeah. policy whenever you want. I'll talk to you soon. Love you, dude. Thank you. Bye. Later. Bye. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.